0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Conversation. I think it's probably, it's getting uh, to that time where I'm probably going to hang up my hat, I think. Is that uh, initial interest in the podcast has waned. And although I didn't really expect it to be super successful, I kind of expected it to still remain popular amongst the people that I actually did know. Um, I've tried a lot of things that I could think of to try to See if I could refine the podcast to make it, you know, something that somebody would want to listen to. But it just doesn't seem like the viewership's there. I am one of those people, though, like I say, that gets discouraged. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, for my presumably final podcast, though, um, I wanted to talk about simple and complex systems. And this was something that I was really fascinated to think about the other night. And it seems so blatantly obvious, but I guarantee you that a lot of people just don't put a lot of thought to it. So when you think about it, the most simplistic system I can think of, or the most simplistic... I don't have any other word for it other than system. I'm sure there's somebody out there that can think of a better word for it at the moment, but system is what I'm going to use. You know, back when prehistoric man first discovered fire fire became a tool, never in a million years would prehistoric man visualize what we can do with fire nowadays, and everything from an evolutionary standpoint, and a technologically evolutionary standpoint, that we've benefited from since the discovery of fire. Now, if we fast forward to today, we take a look at things like immortality, yeah, Going down that rabbit hole. But you take a look at things like immortality, and you take a look at things like regeneration, teleportation, uh time travel, jumping between between dimensions, and all of it seems like science fiction. But the interesting part is is that if you take a look as you jump through time and you see the various plateaus that we've reached and overcame that really anything is possible the world's far more interesting if you believe that anything is possible to begin with right but again I'll bring you back to prehistoric man and the fact that there's no way in the world prehistoric man could possibly visualize what was going to occur from the creation of fire and its utilization as a tool then as you go farther down the line you know and people started to both use fire and ingenuity to find faster more efficient better ways to hunt better ways to gather resources right and each time pretty much only being able to see into their into that own specific sphere never really being able to see beyond But, as time goes on, inventions start becoming more complex. Bronze Age, Iron Age, you know, start developing more efficient tools, both for creating and maintaining property, creating and maintaining weapons, creating and maintaining armor. You know, now we're in a situation where if you were to bring those people back to the time of the first man, wouldn't they seem out of place? Wouldn't they seem alien, right? And, uh, you know, likewise, move through the Bronze Age and the Iron Age, and I'm not gonna get into specifics, right? But you can imagine, you know, the, the steps that we're taking, the jumps that we're going from fire, and from using stone tools and the addition of fire refining metals right refining metals and then you go from what i don't know like from refining metals and into probably the steam age at that point right that's quite the jump obviously there's been lots of spots in between and then imagine somebody like from the days of like king arthur and whatnot uh being introduced to a steam engine at the time like a train and how absolutely miraculous that that machine might seem right and then if you would go into the steam age and you were to bring a car like a tesla back to that time frame or comparatively in terms of cinema you could imagine the delorean going back to western times and people seeing that for the first time what would they think right is that eventually the human mind would evolve to a point intellectually where they could see beyond their own sphere. And Once you were able to see beyond your own sphere, you started to be able to use your imagination to create all kinds of things. People used to uh, make literary works, write books about what the future might be like. There had to be a turning point, and I'm not sure where that is. I'm sure there's historians out there who've catalogued it, though. But there had to be a turning point where people stopped looking just in their own sphere and started looking outwards. And we've been doing that ever since. And the interesting part about it is that if you take a look at all these literary works that space travel once thought to be, you know once thought just to be uh, a product of someone's imagination became somebody's idea to try to, you know, postulate how you would be able to accomplish it. So it moves away from being a fictional or literary work into being applied science. And really, that's what a lot of our technological advantages or advances, sorry, you know tend to be and it's really really exciting to think about because if you can just take into you can just grasp the idea or the concept that what we came from we never visualized where we would end up we never had that visualization from the first time that we started using fire as a tool of exactly how far technologically we would have come. There's no way that we could have fathomed it, right? And at that time, there's no way in the world that we could have predicted it. So the interesting part about that is that if you fast forward to today, right? We are so smug in terms of our intelligence. And you know, in what we know, in, uh, or what we believe we know, that we don't realize that you stretch the timeline out even further, where our intellect could be on par with that of original man discovering fire. Once you realize that a person. You know original man with fire if he had the capacity to could visualize something you know like time travel for instance he would have no starting point in which to be able to visualize making that happen in a lot of cases fast forward back to today We're in the same boat. As that, there's lots of theories, because intellectually we've developed to a point where we can use both physical science and theoretical science to be able to postulate what mechanics might go into. Something like, you know, time travel, or jumping between dimensions, or teleportation, or something crazy like that, right? But... The interesting thing about it is that from you can look at it not just from an evolutionary point of view but from almost a theistic point of view too and what i mean by that is that if you take a look at us we're creators you know we create things and we're just we're novices at it still we don't have the ability to be able to, we have the, we basically have the blueprint, we have the backbone of trying to be able to just create life from nothing. What did God do? If you believe in Judeo-Christian belief, God is the creator of all things. He had mastered his ability to be able to create life from nothing. And we've strived since we've had the ability to have forward thinking to achieve the same end. And what's really interesting is you can take a basic system, something as simple as an automobile, right? Man can create it. Man can create it without even its own intervention. Man can have a machine create cars with little to no intervention with man in his entirety, right? And if that car breaks down, we have learned through technological advancement how to replace parts in order to make the car a whole again. In medical science, you know, we are moving towards the same, to the same end, is that we have tissue regeneration, Right? rather than regenerate a whole bone and have that replaced we move through prosthetics right we use artificial limbs artificial tissue in order to be able to repair damage to human systems but that's not to say that in 50 years that's going to be the same way in 50 years it's pretty simple to think that or even 100 years, right? 200 years. Whatever your time frame is, we're going to move to a point through technological advancement and innovation where we're eventually just going to be able to regenerate whole limbs and tissue. We're going to be able to do it quickly and efficiently. All right? There's no reason to believe that, you know, things like disease could not be entirely wiped out at least on a genetic level, by because they've already, you know, they've already broken down uh, DNA coding, in the DNA chain, and uh, use this um, constantly in medical science. But we still are only at the, the rudimentary steps of understanding exactly what it is that we're trying to unlock. And once it's fully been unlocked, the theistic principle of man is God, or theoretical principle that man is God, uh, will be realized fully. Because at that point, we will have the tools of being able to make a human without any other human intervention. The the struggle that you come to between basic and complex systems is instilling life into a non-sentient object. So let's go back to the example of the car for instance. We can build a car. We can repair a car when it's damaged. We can give a car artificial life. Through the the use of advanced computer systems, right? We can have a computer be able to monitor the car to make sure that its health is in order, to report back to us when it's not, so that we can repair it before it becomes an issue. Cars are smarter now than they they were even like 10 years ago. And the further you go back... You basically get to the caveman of cars. But a car is a very simple system. And as of yet, man hasn't found a way of being able to make a car sentient. Thank God. <laughs> and it seems like a pretty ridiculous comparison, but trust me. Just keep listening. So then, when you take into a fact factory, that we will get to a place where we're actually able to fully create a human body using our knowledge of DNA. Cell deconstruction, reconstruction, right? It's going to happen. I don't feel like this is a theory. I think it's a fact that it's going to happen. Just because we came from a rudimentary tool like fire to where we are now, is that it may take an indeterminate amount of time, but we will get there. And it all came from a basic system. Now I would argue, that the most complex system we have is consciousness. For all of our intellect and our understanding of science, there's not anyone that has really come up with a solid definition of where consciousness comes from or how you would possibly implant consciousness into living tissue. And that is a very... Complex mind body problem because you may be able to build the vessel, but as much as for everything that I can use my imagination to be able to visualize, and certainly I could imagine being able to inject consciousness into a vessel, but I can't rationalize the mechanics or the science that would go around by doing it. Cause you know people are a lot smarter than me, they understand that electrical impulses travel through the brain that carry that carry, you know, electrical signals to determine things like what you hear, what you see, translate language, translate visual images, right? it's all kinds of mechanisms and devices, but ultimately it all runs on electricity. <laughs> and what sciences always been puzzled and and confounded by sorry is okay well we understand how thoughts travel but we don't understand the mechanism that allows them to or allows them to coalesce and work together and uh, it really is the most complex system that you can think of is because there's lots of people that believe, believe that you know consciousness is just an intrinsic line and if you were to draw that line it would connect every single person on earth because all are one and none at the same time which is a mind blowing you know theoretical argument to have or philosophical argument to have and you know we never went, at one time, we never would have visualized that we would have been able to build a car. And now, it's very difficult to be able to try to visualize our ability to be able to create an entire human body. But we're absolutely going to get to a point where we're going to be able to. So I guess the real important question here, when you're considering the basic system of fire, and the complex system of the mind, is from a Judeo-Christian standpoint, right? Are we defying God? Are we, in spite of God, trying to duplicate his success, right? Or is it possible that we are simply just relearning how to be God? And I know it sounds... It sounds like an ego trip, but there's lots of theoretical science and philosophy that supports this theory. That when you're a, a deity that has the ability to be able to know everything, do everything, right? How do you experience? How can you experience nuance, right? Right? And how he, he, I'm just going to say he for the sake of simplicity, but obviously we know that God does not need to be gender specific. But, so how he achieves this is by dividing consciousness throughout the human population in a constant cycle of death and rebirth in order to experience as many different scenarios as possible in order to be able to experience the nuance of life. It's interesting, right? From conception of thought, from conception of organism, I should say, to conception of thought, to the evolution of thought, to the striving to be like your creator, to becoming your creator. Isn't that fascinating? That is an amazing mindset, right? That something that always was and knows everything will get to a point where it would not want to be that way and create a scenario where it wouldn't be that way and would have to learn everything all over again from scratch over an undefined period of time. That is absolutely a fascinating concept to kind of mull over in your head. And one that I absolutely can't help but get excited about because it means so much for people it means that the reason there's a dichotomy between good and evil is because there has to be a dichotomy between good and evil because under this viewpoint God has divided himself into many separate units of zero in order to be able to experience all the nuance that experience has to offer instead of experiencing all at once and not being able to devise anything out of it. Not being able to get anything out of it. Because why would you? You wouldn't be able to get anything out of, out of knowing everything and being everything. But there's not to say that a being of, like of that nature wouldn't have the ability to be able to rationalize. If I want to experience everything that I know and be able to break it down, then I have to forget everything that I know. And the movie Dogma uh, that was created by Kevin Smith kind of touched on this a little bit. You know, there's other, there's been other movies also that have kind of touched on, you know, God forgetting who he was and then coming to Earth and living a normal life. But this concept is saying that we're all God and we just don't realize it. And that through our nuanced experiences, the collective nuanced experiences, right, we're moving towards attaining the original knowledge. If you're moving towards retaining the original knowledge, right, you're moving towards Godhood. So I think we've been asking ourselves the wrong question, right? As a lot of people look like we're flying too close to the sun. Huh? That by striving to be like our creator, that we're somehow spiting our creator, you could say. But in reality, what if we are our creator and we're just trying to, through that process of nuance, remember what it was like to be God? (coughs) So, would that make the next door that we need to open to be able to insert consciousness into a live vessel because essentially when you take a look at it that would be a monotheistic god just taking a look at judeo-christian faith for simplicity but that would be a monotheistic god's greatest achievement outside of creating out of all creation was bringing sentience to being and if humans can bring sentience to being and unlock that door, I think that's like a level up. In video game terminology, I really think that's like a level up. Once you unlock that door, you unlock the next level of nuanced potential towards godhood. All of a sudden... What you're going to take a look at is the timeline stretches out even further now from being able to give a vessel sentience to attaining that next level. And I don't know what the next level beyond that would be. Perhaps immortality, right? Do we use science to get to a point where we can narrow down what causes cellular degeneration to the point where we can reverse it and live forever? that seems like the next likely step right to remove weakness from the body so we do away with sickness we do away with injury and eventually we do away with death so now we've attained giving sentience to a vessel we've attained immortality an ability to be able to to die we stop that cycle. Right? So, what's the next step at that point? Could the next step at that point be to be anywhere in an instant? Right? So, utilizing science is the next step to break. The boundaries of applied science to break through three-dimensional theory you know theoretical science already theorizes that there is a fourth dimension hi there right so do we go further is there a fifth dimension right so if we break that boundary and we can travel anywhere any place simply by recognizing that if you look at a wall the distance between you and that wall is perceived and not actual and through that belief through that knowing you can be at that wall at a thought you no longer need to conceptualize time in terms of things like travel, because you can simply be wherever you want to be at the time you want to be there. If we break these chains further, you break the chains in time, so now not only can you displace being at a certain location at any time, instantly, but you can also move back and forth through time freely. I believe that these are all solid qualities of a creator God. They're all compartmentalized traits of a being that we seem to be constantly striving to be. And we're really in our infancy. So now you've brought sentience to a vessel that no longer had sentience. You've removed the possibility that the body can be destroyed you have given them the ability to realize that the reality is only a perception and they can move freely through it at will and you've removed time as being an obstacle now they can move freely back and forth through time so now once we move past that and like I say it's all just theory my own theory for the most part, but picked up and piecemeal together from lots of different authors, lots of different content creators that I've heard. So I would develop my own theory. Logically, the last step, even if there are more steps after breaking the reality of time, right? The final thing that you could possibly know To be a creator God, to be that monotheistic deity, right, would be knowledge. It would be your ability to process and produce any fact at any time, in any period of time, right? No matter what, you would have that knowledge. That has to be the last step because with that last step, you would know everything before that. You would know every step that it took to get to knowing everything. That is a fascinating concept and and if if you really think about it, it has to be true. That last rung on the ladder has to be that you know everything. Otherwise the steps before that can't be true. And like I said, this is just crude, hairless ape theory here about the steps. But if you take a look at the steps that I mentioned, they 100% make sense. With knowledge being the final step. And look at how far we have traveled. How exciting that journey has been. Right? From the first cell being created, or even before that, cosmic dust, let's say, right? Cosmic dust. To the first organism created. To fucking crawling out of the muck. Right? To beating the first dinosaur over the head with a rock. To creating fire. Right? To doing a podcast to 10, 15 listeners. You'd probably think that you're a nutjob, <laughs> but god damn man that evolutionary leap that's had it made it so I can sit here in my Reeboks walking talking into a device and being able to share that across the world my harebrained ideas fuck man that adds a lot of credence to my argument it really really does And uh, you know it's once you get past the all-knowing step you've probably achieved it you have probably become that who created you you've probably become the creator right at that point all zeros can become one and one becomes zero and that is a mind-blowing concept right I don't know math very well but I do know, know that numerically, if you take all positive integers and you take all negative integers, combine them together, you get zero. Since zero is an absolute, you could have multiple instances of zero. Right? Multiple instances of zero are all having a shared experience, which differs wildly from each other instance. But... At some point, this chaos ends. At some point, there is a unifying understanding, a unified understanding, that our perceived reality is not real. Get going, little duck. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> right? And there's a lot of people that believe that because of that, disorganized chaos which is the billions of people around the world right all having the shared experience and all di- all experiencing different aspects of it is that if you could take that chaos and turn it into order if you could collectively make everyone agree that one particular s- aspect of unproven reality is real, that that now becomes a new reality. Mind-bending concepts, mind-bending. The ideology that surrounds, you know, the concept that all beings are striving to be perfect. And to be perfect is to be God and you know I use that for simplistic sake reality probably creator is a word that I would use because I tend to not follow the precepts of organized religion but the reason why primarily is because I find the concept of a creator being holding judgment over all of humanity is as ridiculous as the idea that we simply sprung from nothing with no explanation right I think that's the shakiest science there is, is that when you go back to the Big Bang Theory, there's a reason they call it the Big Bang Theory, not Big Bang Fact. It's because we're already theorizing that's how the universe was developed. At some point, you come to zero, and we're going to return to zero. And if you look at everything, it's all zeros. Right? And if you take a look at, you know, human beings as being a sum total of zero, everything makes sense instead of adding them up, you know, sequentially to being like, I don't even know how many billions of people there are on Earth. It's Seven billion people, something on the lines, maybe more. Seven billion individual experiences. And why not? How does it not make any sense, right? Through the process of life and death, birth and rebirth, right? We learn. We experience. We take the knowledge of the previous generation and pass it on to the next generation, right? If we are the creator, you know, he was smart enough to create DNA. DNA is kind of like a memo pad, Right? It gives you little hints from the life that we've lived before, from the life that we're going to live. Through those little hints and the history left behind by our predecessors, we use that knowledge and information to change the world. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. It would explain why you have things like child molesters and mass murder and all the heinous stuff that people rally against God for. Well, if there is a creator God, why do they allow this to go on? Well, because it's necessary. And it may sound kind of cruel to say, but it's not. If this theory is correct, you can't experience the good without the bad. You can't have good without evil. You can't have God without Satan. Right? Well, here's the... Here's the mind-blowing aspect. Ready? I'm about to lay it on you. That would mean that God and Satan are the same person, or same entity, same consciousness, whatever, however you want to say it. Both of those entities are zero. And when it comes down to it, if you're taking a look at one entity responsible for everything, all-knowing, all-powerful, that has to be true. You don't need to have one and the other when you are both. But you need to experience both to find definition. Because even though you you know everything and you are everything, it's possible that Nuance is not something that is even in the realm of your creation. So you know everything, you are everything, but nuance is outside of even that. Knowing something is not the same as experiencing it. And, you know, there are philosophers that said, you can't know God, right? God is unknowing. There's, You can't explain the machinations of a creator God. And that all seems like a cop-out. It really does. Because from the Judeo-Christian perspective, God is benevolent. And if you repent, if you make good on your sins, you'll be saved. Which, just what we know from dichotomies... There has to be the other end of the scale. Because if you don't repent, if you don't make good on your sins, they say that God will punish you. Well, maybe He does. But maybe He's just using His other face. Right? And maybe, just maybe, that's where He made His first division. He made his first division at the self. He divided the supreme consciousness into two equal but separate sides. He put everything, all knowledge, on the table and divided it. And by doing so, ultimately split the consciousness. And then realizing that now he could experience nuance on two different fronts, maybe the creator got excited and was like, how far can I take this? And he broke it down to the point where he knew nothing at all. And through this constant birth of rebirth that we've seen throughout history from dinosaurs and cavemen to, you know, the, the first men to wear animal skins and hunt in the wild and develop tools and You know, moving up through the ages, refine those tools, use better metals, got better refining processes, uh, more efficient, superior farming tactics, right? Started to develop the ability to be able to build better homes, developed systems of language, systems of law, right? Started developing oral histories, carrying things forward right written histories more languages travel meeting other countries of zeros right interacting with them learning from them changing their mindsets changing how they lived adapting incorporating it's really it's 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 like it's really like unraveling of something right And as you're unraveling it, you're trying to get to whatever's in the center, and you just furiously just keep unraveling this ball through this process of birth and rebirth until you get to the center, and then the center is all-knowing. You're back to where you came from, but now you truly know everything. You even know nuance. And that's only my... theory. I mean there could be an argument that if you're all knowing, if you're omnipotent and you're omniscient, then you know everything and you should know nuance. I get that. But my theory is, is that nuance existed outside of that reality. But even if you didn't want to go that route, you could say that he was all knowing and all powerful. Right? This creator, all knowing, all powerful. And realizing that, he knew already that he would get to a point through this process where he was going to cease knowing. And the interesting part to that is it brings like a mind-bending game of, well, and this is why I tried to say, well, nuance has to be outside of that if this is to work. <sighs> that it can't it can't be in that perception of reality. But if it was in that perception of reality then the mind-binding concept will kind of end up being creators all-knowing, realizing that by breaking things down rudimentarily and forgetting everything, he'll be able to experience nuance. He'll know afterward, coming together, that he truly knows everything. And this is done instantaneously, right? As sure as I bring any sort of thought to bear... But even sooner than that, because it's everything and nothing all at once, right? But we perceive it as time flowing. So even though for a it's it's just... The only reason I say it's a split second is because there's no way for me to be able to verbalize it otherwise. But even faster than that, for us, it's a millennium. It's this constant cycle of learning and unlearning, and adapting and changing, moving forward evolutionary, moving forward technologically, to a point where we eventually just, we come to that realization that everything we know is not reality at all. And that all we're trying to do is learn to be ourselves again. All the zeros have to come together and become zero, essentially. And this is what I think about when I'm up late at night. (laughs) (sighs) But this might be my last podcast, guys. Like I say, I'm getting pretty discouraged. Um, There's going to be some people that say to keep at it and whatnot, but I just look at it like because we are currently, you know, just referring back to the podcast, because we are currently sentient beings and we do value time as a commodity. An hour of speaking to have nobody listen to what you're saying is quite the waste. And, uh, I can't fault you for that. If the material itself is not interesting, you know, and you're not engaged in it, why would you listen to it? I don't blame you guys for it. If anything, I blame myself and my content for being boring. My, uh... My speaking format that seems to get the most interest is probably on Facebook. So I'll probably just go back to making the occasional Facebook post. But, you know, they say nothing ventured, nothing gained. So, you know, it was worth taking a shot at it. Maybe my buddy Hooks is right and I probably would have did better maybe if I had a computer and, you know, the production value was better or something along them lines. But I don't know. I don't think I could have done it that way. I think walking around, and taking it in nature, and everything like that, and just doing it on a on a phone, just something that I can just casually hold in my hand, that's a much better format for me. I don't know, but I'll give it some thought, and maybe I'll see you in the next conversation. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Bye now.